0: Hey, true crime besties, welcome back to an all-new episode of Serial asleep. Hey everybody, welcome back to an all-new episode of Serialistly with me, Annie, your true crime bestie. We are going to talk about a case today that is a part two. It's a little bit of a follow-up because it is one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. There have been some new developments and it is... Crazy. Now, if you haven't guessed by now, the case that we are going to talk about is the one that I covered a few weeks ago: Alexi Treviso, the 19-year-old woman from New Mexico who put her baby in the hospital trash can after claiming that she was a virgin. It is an incredibly heartbreaking case, and one that is just so difficult to wrap your head around. Now, if you haven't listened to the first episode, I highly recommend starting there and then coming back for this update portion. Because again, this is more of a part two. So the first episode is linked in the show notes below, and if you're watching this on YouTube, in the video description. For those of you who have listened or watched the first episode about this case, you know that it was definitely a long one, and I included a lot of body cam footage as well as hospital staff interviews, footage and surveillance footage from the hospital, you name it. Now, what's crazy is even though I included all of the major details, there's actually more that I didn't include. which. Yes, believe it or not, that was the shortened version of the full story that we went over a few weeks ago. And now, in light of a huge twist in this case and more details revealed, you know we have to go over this case again and go through the police footage that I didn't include in the first episode, because just when you think this case couldn't get any crazier, boom, it does. Now, if you're watching this over on YouTube, be sure to comment along with any new red flags that you see, because like I said, this one is wild. And as a reminder, this is an ongoing case, and everything in this episode is alleged and sourced from court documents or police body cam footage, and then anything else that I state is strictly my opinion only, so please remember to do your own research. Now guys, let's get into it.
1: Tampering with evidence? Yeah.
0: At the hospital?
1: Yeah. We discovered a dead baby in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. It came out of me what to do. Lexi, I told you about this. I, I just scared. asked you, baby, to tell me the truth. It was, it was not crying or laughing. Lexi, Let's see. have you watched the news of Be- the girls that what they do to their babies, and what they go to jail. I was crying. You bet when this is over, I'm coming for the police department
0: and the hospital. I am. Yes, ma'am. From where we last left off, Alexi had been arrested and was let out on bail. She was ordered to attend therapy and a few other minor restrictions, but, to be honest, it wasn't much considering the charges that she's facing. Alexi has been taking a lot of heat online, though, and so has her mom, Rosa. A lot of people are wondering if Alexi was hiding the pregnancy the whole time or if her mom truly had no idea that she was pregnant. From Rosa's reaction when the ER doctor came into Alexi's room and accompanied by the police and said, we need to talk, I discovered a dead baby in the trash, my initial inclination was thinking that Rosa had to have a feeling that Alexi could have been pregnant, based on all of the cheer footage we saw and the pictures of her stomach, but maybe didn't know how far along Alexi really was. It's also possible that she didn't know that she was pregnant at all, and I don't know what to think to be quite honest.
2: Do you guys have I'm the charge nurse or do you guys have any questions for me?
0: Like
1: how big is the baby? It's full self? term. What? Them, Nine months? Something was crying. Let's see. Have you watched the news of the girls that what they do to their babies and what they go to jail?
3: It
0: was crying. But then again, I think back to this. Okay. We discovered a dead baby in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. It came out of me
1: and I didn't know what to do. Lexi, I told you about this. But it was- I just asked you, baby, to tell me the truth. was
3: scary.
1: It was not crying or nothing. So, I mean, I've been taking her to chiropractor because I always thought, you know, well, this time, you know, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know she was pregnant. I didn't know. I just thought, like she said, I had back pain more my hips are hurting me. I think I need to go to the chiropractor. I said, okay, let's go tomorrow. But she was like in really a lot of pain and you
4: know, when did it start? Like the pain? Yes.
2: Uh, today she's less yesterday. She said it was really bad that her hips were hurting and her back. Last night, we were on the phone together, and she said her her hips were hurting bad. I said, asked her if anything else is hurting," and she said, "Just everything." And she went to sleep.
1: But she's a cheerleader too, so she's big in cheers. They have a cheer competition. She she works out. I mean, and you know, she's been so. active this whole yeah, time. Yeah, she's been active this whole time.
4: And who does she live with? With me. She,
1: so she's a- oh, with us. Oh. Yeah, because she's in school. She's a senior.
5: And
4: how long have y'all been together? Uh, almost two years. Two years? Okay. So um, not trying to be rude to you, but you are more than likely will, will be the father? Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, no, we get it. We get Sometimes it. I- we know that multiple members of the hospital staff all said that Alexi and her mother both completely denied even the smallest chance Alexi was pregnant. Rosa said that she buys pad for her every month. Alexi said that she was a virgin. All of these things. Now, if that's the case, why is it a laughing matter when the officer asks her boyfriend if he's the dad? And what exactly did she quote-unquote tell Alexi about when she told her to tell the truth? A few days after the incident, Rosa talked with Artesia Police Department about the incident. Will it and be
1: you guys tomorrow? Yes. Okay, I told him at 10 o'clock you could come over. Okay. Okay, you and your CYFD person? Yes. Um, I'm better. It's okay. just her, but, you know. Did Something you think about. hear about, like, HIPAA was broke and there's, like, a whole How? bunch of rumors out? Somewhere. I heard They're there were rumors through yeah.
4: the high school. Yeah. The, the nurses do talk, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's just small town stuff.
1: But that shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't That's have. why it's HIPAA. In, I know. know.
4: Well, and because I was like, reading on that and like on Facebook, everyone's mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. we did do a disclosure, mm-hmm. and that was through our uh, person of uh, contact mm-hmm. that's our PSU command supervisor. Mm-hmm. So he did do one, he didn't put any name in it or anything like okay. that. And that's just something he did because he was being asked about it for okay. so long. Okay. So that one was done, but then I hear like the high school's talking yeah. a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had teachers message me and everything. So. Really? Mm-hmm.
4: So everyone already knows? Them. Yeah.
1: That's a bad thing about a small town.
4: Yeah, that is the bad thing about a small town. <laughs> yeah, a small town. But, um, like I said, but more importantly, i talked talk to interest yes. about therapy. Yes.
1: And I am going to keep her home for about a week. And cool. I am going to look for, like, therapy for her. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to do all of that as much as I can today and tomorrow. So.
4: Well, appreciate okay. it. Yeah. at least you're actually but, a parent that cares <laughs> uh, I
1: love my daughter, she's my everything <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys can come over tomorrow okay. we will be there,
4: we'll it has a red roof you. we'll contact you before, make sure it's still okay Yeah. we do that all, just okay. before so that way you're not like, forget about it some yeah. people do, no, I
1: won't forget about it <laughs> okay. we will be there well you
4: have my number, the supervisor we yes. talked to you is Sergeant Perez, he's yes. also I've you have his number, Yeah.
1: yeah been keeping in contact, so. All right. Yeah. Um, also, do you know like when anything about the autopsy? How
6: fast? Nothing? We asked
4: to expedite it. I still haven't had a word, haven't heard a word back. So it did happen on Saturday, but from yeah. speaking with uh, Weedman, though my person assigned to mm-hmm. the case, he said we we're not hearing anything yet. So he told me as soon as we find out, or as he finds out, he'll let me find out. Are we getting him
1: back? Did you know we are getting you, him back, right?
4: You will, yes. Okay. And that's why I was telling y'all at the beginning that you know. Um, with like names, stuff like that, and then mm-hmm. who you'd want, like terpenine and who do you want to do end-of-life care okay. with. Okay.
1: Okay. When do you think we'd... When I don't know. That's not up do, to me. When do you want... Okay. Okay.
4: So, you know how, um, so with, with it being tricky because mm-hmm. technically you're not next to kin; it would be your daughter. Mm-hmm. She would still, y'all would still be contacted with, with mm-hmm. it because they'd have to find out where y'all want mm-hmm. him want him to be transported to because mm-hmm. some people pick them up from albuquerque other because it's free of charge whenever they go from here to albuquerque okay and so it's free of charge coming back but some people want to do like with just other cases they'll do it in albuquerque because it's cheaper to cremate mm-hmm. stuff like that there they have to get a hold of you first mm-hmm. to get well they didn't have to get a hold of her first mm-hmm. to let them know what they want to do next okay. so they'll get a hold of you as soon as they're done with him i don't know okay. it's taking so long Usually no, they don't. okay,
1: no, we, we, we haven't even really, we've tried to talk about that, mm-hmm. but she just, she didn't know, she don't know.
4: Well, in town we have interpreting, Rosal has way more options okay. um, for like mortation stuff like that. Because uh, you, you have to talk about, do you want to do cremation, do you want to do burial, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. And so okay. that's, because she is of age, so mm-hmm. she would be having to be the one to sign off on everything. Mm-hmm. Cause like, and I don't know y'all's financial situation, but y'all guys may be able to pay for it, but she still has to be able to sign off and stuff mm-hmm. with how that goes. Because mm-hmm. with OMI and stuff like that, it mm-hmm. has to be who's immediately next. Okay. Okay. So okay. it's one of those that they will get a hold of her, mm-hmm. and with that out, uh, something I would, you and her would talk about mm-hmm. what you guys want to do, mm-hmm. and him.
1: Yes. Okay.
4: And you know keep that mm-hmm. involved. Okay. We but will. it's one of those things y'all all have to mesh out.
1: Yeah. Okay. We will do that. All right, we'll get a hold. Thank you so much.
4: Get a hold of you tomorrow. Make
1: okay. sure. All right. Sounds good. All right, thank I'll you, see ma'am. See you tomorrow.
0: Bye. I don't know what exactly happened, but it does sound like HIPAA is possibly broken. It also sounds like she is more upset that HIPAA was broken than the death of the baby, but that is just my opinion. Now, remember what she said here, because this will come up again later. But really quick, we are going to take a quick break to hear from one of today's sponsors. And I just want to thank you guys in advance, because while I understand ads are not always the most fun thing to listen to, it does help keep this podcast free. So let's hear from our first sponsor whether you want to get more fit be a better parent or get more work done during the day there is one thing that will always help and that is better sleep i'm always looking for soft sheets but ones that can like breathe because i always get so hot when i sleep but i want something that feels like super soft super luxurious and it's hard to find With Miracle-Made sheets, you can tap into the power of self-cooling temperature regulation, which has been shown to improve deep sleep quality by over 20%. Using silver-infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle-Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, so you get better sleep every night. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable, too, without that high price tag of other luxury brands, and they feel as nice, if not nicer, than bedsheets used by some 5-star our hotels. Also, like I said, I get hot when I sleep. So do you sweat when you sleep? Because I sweat when I sleep. So let's stop sleeping on disgusting bacteria together. Clean sheets means less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and other gross skin problems. These sheets are infused with silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. So no more gross odors or disgusting sweat stains when, you know, you have like that little like yellow puddle. You know what I'm saying. You've seen it. You get it. Miracle is also so confident in their product that it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Now I'm telling you guys, these are like hotel luxury, soft, cozy, cooling. They are the best sheets ever. Trust me, you are going to love them if you try them. So go to trymiracle.com AE and to try Miracle made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code AE at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. That is a killer deal. Thank you to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. Guys, go get your sheets, get your cozy and cool sleep on, and let me know what you think. A few months later, detectives were trying to reach Alexi on April 26th, a few days after the hospital staff interviews took place. Alexi didn't want to speak without a lawyer present, which wasn't an issue, and you can clearly hear the detective say that in the next clip. He just needed to hear that information from Alexi, not from her mother, because again, she is 19 years old, a legal adult one of the detectives went to alexi's school where alexi completely avoided and ignored him entirely so later that day he called rosa
4: hello hi Mr. rodriguez yes sir hi this is detective gonzalez artigia police department who is this detective gonzalez artigia police department yes sir hi uh, I'm calling you today because I try to get a hold of Alexi at, uh, school.
1: Why would you go to school? Why wouldn't you come here to my house?
4: Well, because you told me that I need to speak with the lawyer before you talk to me. So, but I need to hear that from Alexi first. Would she be willing to just tell me that in person at your house?
1: Okay, why? What? Yeah, I'll have her tell
3: you. So are you only going to talk to him about the lawyer present.
2: Hello?
4: I I need to hear it in I have to be in person, ma'am, so I know it's her. Hello. Hello? Hello. Hi, this is Detective Gonzalez. Okay. Hi, is this Alexi?
3: Yeah.
4: Hi, ma'am. I just need to meet you in person. I know your mom told me for you that you want to talk you would only talk with a lawyer present. I just need to hear that in person, okay?
3: Well, I will always
4: talk with the lawyer present. I just have to hear that in person, okay? When would be a good time to meet you? To tell me that in person. You
3: can come to my house right now, Detective Gonzalez, if you want to.
0: I'm here, and she's
4: here. Okay, that'll work. I'll head that way then. All right, thank you. Thank you.
0: Now let's get into the day that Alexi was arrested, May 10th, 2023. I played a short clip in the last video and episode, but this is a part that makes a lot more sense now with this huge wrench that was thrown into the case recently. And like I said before, when I first covered this, just when you think this family cannot behave even remotely like they understand the gravity of the situation or have an ounce of humility, we see this. Now, I apologize in advance for the sound quality. It is not the best. So, definitely rewind if you need to.
1: What is she under arrest for? What do you mean that's all you're going to tell me?
7: I'm she's over the age of 18.
1: I understand that, her. but I, I have a right to know as well. And we'll
7: tell
1: you that. But okay, then, then the let, the me the let, let me the know now. Let me know now. I'm giving you the corporation. I told you every Answer my question. Well, what is she under arrest for? Like I can
8: she's over the age of
6: 18. That's not what that is that
1: we can't really a bitch, but bring her out here. We'll tell what are, you, her what,
5: here. Is, she what is
1: she under arrest for? We'll you, we'll you, we'll no, I'm not bringing her out here yet. Let me know she what she's, she's
5: under arrest for. She's going to get arrested regardless how I mean. It's, it's,
3: yeah. I don't know for what For what? For what?
4: For what? Open counter homicide and tampering with evidence.
1: Tampering with evidence? Yes. At the hospital? Yes.
4: So oh, can you see
6: her now? Give me a minute. Okay. I have a right to
1: see a warrant. It doesn't matter if she's over the age of 18. This is my house. You have a right. You have to show me that warrant. Hey, I have, I have the detectives here. Um, they want to arrest my daughter. They're saying um, they have a warrant,
4: but they can't show me a warrant for her arrest. Can I see the warrant? It's an arrest warrant for her, it's okay, not a
1: search warrant the arrest for your warrant. house. I want to see the arrest
4: warrant. And what will that prove? I'm
5: coming for the police department and the hospital. Yes. I am. Yes ma'am. Yeah. No, I really isn't. And we understand, but we have to do our jobs too. I understand this, that. This I understand
4: person. that.
0: <laughs> and then after that, she doesn't want Alexi to have to do a perp walk and doesn't need to be handcuffed. She's being arrested for murder. I understand full well being Mama Bear, don't get me wrong. But again, just the entire gravity of the situation is insane to me.
5: We're not going to be rough with her on anything. We're just going to take her over right there and book right. Please don't be rough with her, please. Okay. <laughs> just bring her out. You can be with her the entire time. Okay? Do you know where the public safety
4: complex is? 3200 West Main?
5: You can follow us over there. I will take you there. Everyone, uh, <laughs> you can follow me over. <laughs> As soon as we
4: re- I release respond, the criminal complaint to her, she can then give it to you there, okay?
1: When, when can I get, like, her bond, what?
4: That's set up by the judge, it's Magistrate Judge, Chuck when Foster. He should be doing it, if it's after 3, he'll be doing it in the morning. Hi. What's your name? Lexi. Okay, oh, so that's for your
8: social. She don't
1: even know it. Don't oh, know it? Like- I don't know. I don't Alexia, do you know your date of birth?
4: Yes. Okay. What is it? Yeah. Do you have to walk her all the
3: way over there?
4: Can you bring your her car up here? Please. It's up to if you. Have. That's all. I'll, Just I'll go get it. Okay. Alexei, are you okay with your mom getting your criminal complaint when we get to the detention center? It has your can personal you, information on it. Can you repeat it. that? Do you want, are you okay with your mother getting the criminal complaint? It has your personal identifying information on it. Serial so number, date of birth.
8: Yes. Are you okay? Yes. Okay.
4: Go ahead. I have to serve you first, then your mom can get it, okay? Okay. Hi, uh, yeah, dude. He's gonna he move his go down down. unit around. Yes. No medications, anything you need to take while you're in there? No, sir,
3: no.
4: Okay.
1: She has still been, um, like, bleeding. So I don't know if she needs Do you have any
4: they do, I don't know they if they have tampons. They do have products. Okay.
6: Okay. But I'm pretty sure if you
4: take
1: your
7: own you
1: can
5: use your own. Can she? Yes. Do
1: you want to grab some can she
5: grab some of that
1: real right quick? Or? Yes. Do you
4: mind if get your little bag. I want to put Go ahead. Go, okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, just make sure you're doing just grab me a little Okay. And just nothing sharp, no flammables, nothing sharp, okay? Okay, they're going to check it when you get over there, okay?
0: Okay. And then she says, Alexi is still bleeding? Does she mean that she's still bleeding from the early morning hours on January 27th, months ago, when Alexi gave birth and threw her baby in the trash can? Alexi was arrested on May 10th. She certainly didn't appear to still be wounded and bleeding out when she went to prom with her boyfriend, but if she's still bleeding to that extent, doesn't she need to seek medical treatment because it has been several months now? Or wouldn't that be something to definitely mention if she is about to get booked into jail? Now here is Rosa after Alexi was arrested.
4: This is a criminal complaint, okay? She wants, this is her copy. She didn't want to give you a copy. She just didn't want to read it, so this is hers, Okay. If she needs a copy, we can get her another one. Also, okay. did a search warrant for her DNA. All it is is a buccal swab, like when you go to the doctor's office, you open mouth, you have a cough, like a, when you have a, a cough. Did know. she do that? Yes. Okay. okay, this is her copy. She didn't want to read it either, okay? Mm-hmm. This is called return inventory. This is saying what I took mm-hmm. for it, two pairs of buccal swabs sufficient for laboratory testing. Okay? Okay,
1: okay are you going to isolate her?
4: Does she need to be? Gary ex-
1: Mitchell just tell me because that's our lawyer, mm-hmm. Gary Mitchell. And he said if, he just wants to keep her safe. Okay. If anybody finds out that what she did, what they think she did, or, mm-hmm. you know, and she doesn't want to any kind of harm. Okay. So if you guys could isolate her, I just, I don't want anything to happen.
4: No, I, I know what you're talking about. He wants her to be put in special population. That's so, what that means. Okay. No, is I can, I'll make sure if she does go out, she shouldn't because she, this is through medical court here in town. Mm-hmm. And, she should be seen tomorrow because it is a non-violent. She has no prior. She more likely to be released tomorrow, okay. and because I don't know if the district attorney is going to do a pretrial detention or anything. But if they don't, then she'll see the judge in the morning and then go from there. Okay.
6: What's her in the morning? What time? Yeah.
4: It depends on the judge's schedule. He has, I believe, 70, seventy-two hours to see anybody, but it just is on a rotating docket. I think detention starts at seven in the morning. I'm not too sure right now.
0: Is it for sure
4: that she will get seen tomorrow? She has the judge has 72 hours to see her. He has to see her before 72 hours, or she gets released. Okay. Okay. More likely, she'll be released on an OR. It's called um, order of recognizance. Your own recognizance. Meaning, like, on we're trusting you to go out there, not commit any crimes, any more crimes, do anything else. You can't leave a certain area, stuff like that. That's more likely what will happen. All right. So that's where you are right there.
1: Right.
4: Thank you for being so Mr. Yeah. Alright, I'll okay. leave you to it. Thanks.
0: In multiple interviews, Alexi's lawyer was faulting the hospital for giving her morphine and saying that she was just a mother who had just lost her child. I saw hundreds of comments online and over on YouTube saying that morphine is not chondraindicated with pregnancy and birth at that stage. And I heard this from a lot of you who have firsthand experience. However, there was something else that her lawyer definitely didn't mention.
5: Manner of death, homicide, how the injury occurred. Child was tied in a plastic bag. Now in this, in this autopsy, they said, yeah, there, were, there was air in the lungs. The baby took breaths. So how is it not murder? Well, tonight we're going to take a look at the toxicology report. I'm going to put it up on the screen. I can't explain it to you, but uh, caffeine, presumed positive, morphine, 19 nanograms per milliliter, and we believe the morphine was administered by the hospital then phenamine, 420 nanograms per milliliter. What does this mean?
0: So yeah, what does that mean? I have no idea. I am obviously not a medical professional, but I am pretty sure that you can't take that while you're pregnant. And the full prescription information from the FDA for phenamine agrees. Fetamine is strictly warned about during pregnancy because weight loss offers no potential benefit to a pregnant woman and may result in fetal harm. A minimum weight gain and no weight loss is currently recommended for all pregnant women, including those who are already overweight or obese, due to obligatory weight gain that occurs in maternal tissues during pregnancy. Fetamine has pharmacological activity similar to amphetamine animal reproduction studies have not been conducted with phenamine. So if this drug is used during pregnancy or if the patient becomes pregnant while taking this drug, the patient should be well aware of the potential harm to the fetus. More than that, the potential birth defects include birth defects beyond one's ordinary background risk fetal stroke and brain hemorrhage, global developmental delay, bilateral cysts, neural tube defects, cerebral palsy after birth, higher than usual birth weight, and head circumference, and preterm labor and preterm delivery. So this brings me back to this staff interview.
6: Once we all figured out what was going on and I went in there, um, She essentially was scared. She was worried that she was going to get trouble. Um, she did have the back and forth with her mother. That was just about like um, they had said. Oh, the mom was upset because she had had sex and hadn't told her. So they were going back and forth on that, and then she was just denying it, which was a little out of the. Wasn't really Mm -hmm. deniable at that point in time. Right.
4: So the patient was denied having sex at this point to her mom. Yeah,
6: she was trying to state that she was still a virgin.
7: After she came in from the bathroom
6: Mm -hmm.
7: and all the blood and Mm -hmm. all that, Okay.
6: So I did the pelvic, and then I think shortly after that, the mom was in the waiting room after that. Um, And then she was just worried. She was asking me, like, what was going to happen. I told her, obviously, I did not know.
4: Um, Is this when she told, when you found out she was worried about getting in trouble, did she tell you anything like?
6: She didn't say anything about what had happened. mm -hmm. She was just essentially worried that she was just going to get in trouble.
4: So, uh, that's what I mean, were those the questions she was asking? Mm
6: -hmm. Like, Like, what's going to happen to me? Uh, Like, that kind of
7: thing. Did she ever ask about the baby? No. Not once. Mm
4: -hmm. And so her folks, her getting in trouble, Mm -hmm. and... Anything other than that that she talked to you about?
6: She did at one point in time when the ultrasound tech was in the room with her ask uh, if there was anything. She pretty much said would there be any like bad outcomes if she had started taking, stopped taking one medication and stopped taking another. And I said, well, what medications are you talking about? And she said, well, what would happen if I stopped taking birth control started taking weight loss medications? And I was like, I don't
4: know. Hmm, an odd question. That's so. You sure would happen if you stop birth control, started weight loss. Mm-hmm. Did, and she didn't like expand on that. She didn't tell you why she was thinking that.
6: No, just, it seemed obvious in my head though. So,
4: could you like tell me why it seemed obvious?
6: Well, it seemed like she'd been trying to hide this pregnancy from her mother from some for some time. Mm-hmm. So if you. Right. If you know you're pregnant, you're not going to continue taking birth control pills. But if you're trying to hide it, you might start taking weight loss medications. That's just kind of what it seemed like in my head.
4: Okay. Just want to make sure. Because mm-hmm. it seems like it to me. Just want to make sure. Yeah. I'm not thinking. And was the argument between her and her mom pretty
8: heated? I would say heated. It was awkward. Awkward?
6: Yeah. Like they were going back and forth and they were, her mom was definitely angry. Okay.
4: And patient is 19. Mm-hmm. Your mom is... Quite a bit older. Mm -hmm.
7: Gotcha. And they never once asked about the baby during the entire time you had contact with her once she left the bathroom. Even after they found out that the baby was found and all that, they never asked anything about the baby. Mm
6: -hmm. I did go, now that I think about it, I did go check on the mom just to give her an update. And I think she asked about the situation. like asked what was going on, but I told her I couldn't tell her anything. So I just went to go tell her that like she's being transferred to Roswell right. and give her an update on her daughter essentially. And that she asked about like what what was going on with all of that. She said, okay. "What happened to the bathroom? what happened to the bathroom?" I said, "I can't, I can't tell you." Anything. Right.
7: But nothing specific saying. Right. That's. What about the baby? Correct.
0: Have you guys ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you literally ask everybody you know under the sun for a recommendation? For me, it was recently looking for a new dermatologist. I've been trying to find one ever since I moved home from New York, and then I finally found one, and I called, but she doesn't have an opening until October. And this has happened to me before with doctors. They either don't take your insurance, they don't have availability, or worse, they say they just aren't taking new patients after you just chose the referral that you were going to actually move forward with. It is so annoying, right? Well, lucky for all of us, today's sponsor is going to help all of us out there because there are thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc to help. ZocDoc is a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews and many who have appointments available within 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're looking for. It helped me relieve so much of my time and get it back and relieve so much of my worry trying to find a new doctor to book with. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AnnieElise and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D occom slash ZocDoc.com So Alexi was indeed taking some sort of diet pills, clearly. So was she doing this to hide the pregnancy? Did she truly not know that she was pregnant and just thought that she was gaining weight and needed to take these pills to lose it? But more than that, where did she even get these pills? Were they prescribed to her? Now, the next thing, according to court records in Eddy County in New Mexico, it appears that there has been an intent to file a wrongful death lawsuit. The filing of wrongful death claims is time sensitive and dependent on the state statute, but typically two years from the date of death. The biological parents were named in this suit as interested persons by the petitioner. And the petitioner? is Arthur Bustos, a lawyer in Las Vegas, New Mexico, who has handled quite a few wrongful death cases, as well as many others. Now, interested person means any person who may reasonably be expected to be affected by the outcome of the particular proceeding involved. But what's interesting is that when Alexi was asked if she wanted to put the father's name on the birth certificate, she said no. Now, for now, we will have to wait for more details to come as all of this unfolds. The way it's listed right now, it doesn't say who it's filed against, but it lists the descendant as Alex Ray Fierro and Alexi and her boyfriend, Devin Fierro. Now, this is a very interesting move, and I was really shocked to see this and wasn't sure what to make of it. Alexi's lawyer in her criminal case has more than insinuated that the hospital was negligent because of the morphine that they had distributed, because of the pregnancy test, and because they didn't try to save the baby. But I thought that he was meaning that as far as Alexi's defense for first-degree murder, saying she wasn't responsible for the murder. I didn't realize that they were going to try to go after the hospital for wrongful death. And I'm only assuming hospital because, like I said, it doesn't currently say, but I'm wondering who else it could be that they're saying is responsible. And then you have Rosa saying this when Alexi was arrested.
1: You bet when this is over, I'm coming for the police department and the hospital. I am. Yes, ma'am.
0: So she's coming for the hospital and the police? Why? Is she upset that the hospital allegedly broke HIPAA laws and upset at the police for charging Alexi with murder and tampering with evidence? But at the same time, are they not seeing the same body cam and interviews as everybody else out there? It is baffling.
2: Do you guys have, I'm the charge nurse Do you guys have any questions for me?
0: Like
1: how big is the baby It's full cell? term. What? Nine months? Nothing was crying. Let's see. Have you watched the news of the the girls that what they do to their babies and what they go to jail? Nothing was crying.
0: We know from the hospital staff and body cam footage when the baby was found, he was described as cold, blue, and purple, with his umbilical cord tattered and wrapped in a plastic bag. Both the ER doctor and the charge nurse described how heartbreaking it was that they weren't even given a chance to save the baby, meaning that he appeared to be past the point of saving. Maybe there is hospital protocol that life-saving measures must be taken no matter what condition someone is in, but it was very clear in multiple interviews that the hospital staff didn't just fail to do their jobs, this baby was gone.
7: So once the baby was taken into the trauma room or mm. trauma room.
3: Yeah, he went into trauma too.
7: Okay. Did you have any, what happened? What What did you do at that point?
3: Um, I just remember I stayed in there because I actually went to go get Dr. Vasquez. And then I noticed that the abelicant cord looked like an animal had tore it apart. Like, you know, if you ever eaten string cheese, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you twist it, that's how the bottom of the bell cord looked and it I just remember it caught my eye and I was like God. I was like this this chick really ripped this thing apart because those things are hard to cut.
8: Right.
3: So I had called housekeeping and which was Leela and I was like, Hey Leela, I'm sorry to bother you I said, But I think this patient just had a miscarriage in her bathroom and she left like a mess. If you could come and clean it and she said, Okay. So she came down and she started cleaning it and then she went to pick up the waste basket. And then that she put the basket down, and she yelled for me. And she was like, Lori, come here. The wastebasket's heavy. And I was like, what, what do you mean the wastebasket's heavy? So when I picked it up and I moved it towards the door, I was like, shit, it is heavy. So I pulled it out because it had, like, a fresh liner inside. So we didn't think nothing of it because we looked. So we, when I pulled the liner out, there was, like, paper towels. And she had, we had rolled uh, trash bags already in there. Mm-hmm. But she had grabbed a few and, like, balled them up and put them on top of him. Mm-hmm. So when I removed them, that's when I noticed the baby on the bottom of the trash can just wrapped in the bag. Like, she, she had it tight, like, because it, it, was the, the top was twisted mm-hmm. and then, like, tucked under, like, so it wouldn't open up.
7: So basically, if you, like... Like, like when you grab
3: trash and you, like, swing, swing it, it.
7: And then you fold it over mm-hmm. to, like, put it down or whatever.
3: Yeah, that's how it was. And it
7: was clear. It was it a clear was bag. bag? Yes, yeah, one of those clear bags. So you saw it was a hospital uh, liner. Mm-hmm. So you saw the baby inside the bag?
3: Yeah, and then when I picked it up, that's when I noticed it even more because all I saw was black and purple. But once we picked it up, like the bag suctioned to his face. And that's when I yelled for my charge nurse, which was HT. And I told him, um, hey, she put her baby in the trash can. So um, I handed the baby to him. And he took off to the trauma room and opened up the bag, and then that's when we went and got Dr. Voskis.
0: Hey. The nurse said, the nurse said, um, the, the housekeeper and the secretary found it, that baby the trash can. And and so I said, well, where? Because now I need to, ver- I need to verify if the child was alive. So um, they brought me the trash can. I ran into the trauma two room, the resuscitation room, and dumped it out, and... It did not take me very long to determine that the child was dead, and I mean the decision to not attempt resuscitation. Really, the, the the temperature was cool, and it and and I also did not want to contaminate if it was a crime scene.
4: And you said so with the blood in the restroom. You said it was like smeared. Can you describe where all it was smeared at? On the floor, there was some on
2: the toilet. There was some on the wall. Do you know? Do you remember which wall? Um, the, well, there's the one wall that's by the um, toilet. That's mm-hmm. closest to it. Where there's a side rail, there was some blood there. There was quite a bit of smearing on the toilet itself, and then on the floor, it was just, you know, smeared around. Okay. Do you what do you think that is from? I thought she did something to herself physically. Okay. Because she found it, the way the interaction between her mother and her daughter.
7: And this was so, un, it was weird.
2: And so, But just to make sure, mother is
4: uh, patient's mother, yeah. and then patient. daughter
2: is patient. Yeah, so the daughter is the patient, mm-hmm. and the mother. The interaction between them after she found out she was pregnant, the way the daughter was reacting about, she was adamantly dying. She was even pregnant. She was denying that she had sex. And you heard her say that? Yes, she was denying that openly. Um, so. What did mom say when she said that? Well, mom was upset. And the mom was saying, I can't believe you. You, you, know, you know you can talk to me. You're supposed to talk to me about this stuff before you were having sex, all those kind of things she was saying, stuff like that, which is pretty common. I mean, this isn't an uncommon thing. I see Dude's young having girls sex. having sex, and, right. and they come in, and they're pregnant, and then the mother is with them and find out, and it's upsetting to them. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so it wasn't uncommon It so, happens.
4: Finding out your daughter's pregnant is not uncommon. Not the other incident. Not the... No, 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 I've
2: never seen anything like that. Okay, so I want to make sure. Like, No, so just... no I've, I've seen lots of young girls come mm-hmm. in and find out they're pregnant, mm-hmm. and then, of course, they deny it. It's not uncommon that they deny that, no, Mom, I haven't even been having sex. You know what I mean? That's their, that's a lot of them's initial reaction. Right. Because, you know, they they feel like they're going to be in trouble, I guess. I don't know what they're feeling. Right. But that, that's not an uncommon reaction that I see mm-hmm. with young girls. And their mothers, particularly with their mothers in there, or father, that they'll deny that they've had sex. That's 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 pretty common.
4: All right. And so you said it was
2: Lori that called you, U N N, and the liner was still on. Yeah, there was a clean liner on the top. That's why I was like, "What are you talking about?" Okay. And then she said, "Pick it up." And when I picked it up, it was heavy. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? I knew right. I mean, right away, I knew. Then I just went straight to trauma two with the whole trash can. I just went across the, the hall and and got you know broke the baby.
4: So after you, Doc, and the and Chris, you know, decided there was no resuscitation. What did y'all do after that? What did you do after that?
2: I made everybody leave the room and I called the, and I told Lori call the police. And but then after that, what anything else? Ever? No, I didn't do anything until the police arrived mm-hmm. and they came and asked me what was going on and I. Took them into the room and told them this is what happened, this is what we found, and um, I haven't talked to to them yet. Okay. I haven't talked. I haven't said anything to them. So between the the, officer arrived.
4: So from the time of uh, you know declining resuscitation to officer involvement, you didn't have contact with patient or mother.
2: No. Okay. Just want to make sure. No, I didn't go in the room till after the policeman showed up, and then I went in there to talk to the to the patient, and um, asked her why was the baby in the trash can. And what did she say? She said that it just came out of her and she didn't know what to do. That's what she told me.
7: Hmm. And did she say it was breathing, not breathing? She didn't say anything like that. She just said it came out and she didn't know what to do. Right. Okay. And at that point did mom say
2: anything? Mom was... kind of a little bit irate like oh my god how, how could you t-, you know but I think the mother was in an assumption that it was a miscarriage uh-huh. and I told her ma'am that is not the case this is a full-term baby that was placed in the trash can and then she really and that's when I told the mom ma'am if you can't control yourself I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the room because she's 19 she is an adult right and I even went out there and addressed the family said, I'm sorry. The police are here now. This is kind of an investigation thing. We need to find out what happened, and um, no one will be allowed back in the in the, into the uh, working area anymore. Right. And so I kept them in the waiting room. After Did that. they have any comments? Not one. really Um, I was really surprised. Not one person asked me about the baby. If it was alive, if it was dead, if it was a boy, if it was a girl. No one asked me anything. Not even she didn't Not even ask, a No, she didn't ask. The only thing she started doing was crying and started talking about she didn't know what to do. Not one I've never seen in my I mean, I've delivered multiple babies and I've seen multiple miscarriages and I've never seen a reaction like that. And um, I I don't even know what to say about that. I've never seen anything like it in my how career. would you describe the reaction? I think um it was there was no emotion except for herself. And she really wasn't even crying tears. She was just... And the only thing she was upset about was that I think she was going to be in trouble with her mother. That was her only concern, in my opinion. Is there anything we haven't asked you you think we should know? I'm just going to tell you this. I've never, ever seen a reaction like that girl. I I am... I don't even know what to say about it there was zero emotion um, I, I just I, I don't even know what to say I've never seen anything like it I've seen women that are only married or, or not married but um pregnant for six weeks and they lose that baby and they're a mess you know what I mean that girl went into that bathroom made no sounds at all and the baby came out of her and had I, I don't even know how she functioned that way, to do what she did, and with no emotion. I, I've never seen anything like it. And it was a it was a pretty good sized baby. Pretty good sized. It looked term to me. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was term. I I can't tell you that was, but the only thing that upsets me the most is, I understand she was scared, and I think her mother had a big dynamic on her, and I, I understand that. I mean, I think her mother was probably pretty controlling. I don't know that. I'm just speculation. Um, but she gave me no chance to save that baby. I had no chance, and that's not what I do. My job is to save lives, and I had no chance on that baby. She gave me no chance. And we are a facility that you can drop the baby off, no questions asked. You, I don't even. You can just leave the baby and go. I, I have no. I don't care. You know, as long as you bring the baby to a safe. We are one of those type of hospitals. So. It's hard to fathom what was going on in her mind. I, I don't know. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. And I pray to God I never see it again. I mean, it's like, it was like, I don't even like TV shit. You know what I mean? Shit, you just, I don't even know what to say, man. It was crazy.
0: I also noted in the last episode how there was a little discrepancy regarding if Alexi was told that she was pregnant or not between some of the staff. These interviews were taken three months after the incident, so is this just a situation where it's just been a while and their memories aren't as fresh? Were some nurses under a different impression than others? Or was this seen as an opportunity to attack the hospital's credibility of their entire account of the night based on these statements in hopes to get a wrongful death claim? We also have heard multiple hospital staff indicate that there is a call button for help in the restroom right next to the toilet. The hospital video surveillance shows Alexi's mom knocking on the door twice, a nurse knocking on the door twice, asking Alexi if she was okay. Alexi also indicated that she was just on her period and walked back to the hospital room like nothing had happened in the bathroom. So you also have Alexi saying that she has never had sex before, over and over and over again, and denying any possibility of her being pregnant. Not only that, but with the presence of phenamine found in the baby's toxicology report, how on earth is anyone responsible for wrongful death other than Alexi? It really just blows my mind, this wrongful death suit, because I don't see how it can be targeted at anybody other than the hospital. While I understand maybe they're saying the morphine posed a risk, honestly, so did the phenamine that Alexi, the pregnant woman, was consuming herself. And if this baby was beyond life-saving measures when finally discovered in the trash can, how are they at fault for that? Because they didn't check the box of performing CPR, even though the baby was already declared dead? Or how does that work? Because in my mind, and again, I'm not a medical professional, but I would think whoever left the baby in that trash can to die and wrapped the baby in plastic would be the one responsible for the death, not the people who discover and retrieve the dead baby. So how did we get from doing nothing to wrongful death? I know that this is a civil matter, but is this being used as part of her defense strategy in general to say, hey, this girl really didn't know that she was pregnant. She was scared. She lost a son. Look, we have a wrongful death suit. She can't be guilty, that kind of thing. My other question is why wouldn't a wrongful death suit have been filed back in February or March or April or even May? Why was it filed after Alexi was arrested? Is it genuine? Or is it all part of the murder defense strategy? You
1: bet when this is over, I'm coming for the police department and the hospital. I
0: am. Yes, ma'am. There is also one news outlet that claims to have information from an anonymous source. I truly have no idea if what they are reporting is true or not, so please do your own research and form your own opinions on this. The Daily Mail is alleging that an anonymous source says that Alexi's friends knew that she was pregnant and that she told them that she was naming the baby Alex. Additionally, this anonymous source said that students at her school suspected that Alexi was pregnant, but when it was brought to the school staff's attention, they were simply told not to fat shame. Now, usually I wouldn't even touch on anything that isn't at least confirmed by multiple reputable outlets, but in this case, it seems like the Daily Mail is the only one saying this. However, these reports about her baby being named Alex were made before the wrongful death documents appeared on the county court's website, showing the baby's name as Alex Ray Fierro. All right, guys, I'm going to get straight to the point here and tell you what's real. Getting out of debt sucks. It is really freaking hard. Debt adds up, it adds up, and then you find yourself somehow only paying the interest on your debt and never getting out of the actual debt itself. How many of you wish that there was a better solution to paying off your debt? I know I do. Well, PDS Debt has customized 0% interest options for anyone struggling with credit cards, personal loans, collections, or medical bills. PDS Debt is also giving our qualified listeners a free debt savings analysis just for completing the 30-second online debt assessment at pds.com. You'll receive a full breakdown on how to save on interest each month and the quickest way to take care of your debt. So if you're making payments every single month on your debt and your balances just are not going down, this program is for you. PDS Debt rolls all of your payments into one low 0% interest monthly payment. And everyone with over $10,000 or more in debt qualifies. And get this, there is no minimum credit score required. Bad and fair credit are accepted. Save thousands in interest and fees and pay off your debt in a fraction of the time. Again, PDS Debt is offering a free debt analysis to our listeners just for completing the quick and easy debt assessment at pdsdebt.com slash save. That's pdsdebt.com slash save. So now with all of this, what is the truth? Did Alexi truly not know that she was pregnant? Truly freaked out after giving birth all of the sudden in the hospital. Everything was the hospital's fault, and she didn't tamper with evidence. Did her boyfriend Devin know that she was pregnant? Did her boyfriend's mom know? Did Alexi's mom Rosa know? Did Alexi have a name picked out like her friends are suggesting because she wanted to keep the baby? And this is all a huge misunderstanding? Or does Alexi really believe she lost the son that she planned on keeping and it was the hospital's fault that the baby died?
5: Joining me right now in Ruidoso, New Mexico, Alexi Treviso's defense attorney. He's back with us uh, tonight, Gary Mitchell. Gary, thanks so much for uh, joining us again tonight. Um, Autopsy results are out. Toxicology is out. What does it mean to you? Well, it means that this child didn't die like uh, everybody thinks
8: and the child wasn't... uh... Uh, killed by my client. That's what that means. At the end of the day, we know that uh, there's a major issue with the autopsy and the way they uh, claim that this child died of suffocation. Uh, That's not correct. We also know that the hospital committed uh, uh, a major uh, wrong in giving uh, my client uh, morphine. Uh, for uh, a lengthy period of time, well over an hour, almost an hour and a half. And we know that uh, the baby had uh, morphine in it as well, which suppressed breathing. So there are many, many issues. We also know this child had certain bacteria that uh, they found at the autopsy, including E. coli, uh, which can cause major problems for for a baby or elderly people. We also know that, uh, uh, that she was positive for COVID and influenza A and B. So we had a very sick child. And uh, we also uh, know that uh, from other forensic pathologists that the uh, type of tests run by the lab, by the uh, Office of the Medical Investigator in New Mexico uh, are not classically used. So. We had major issues in that regard. And then we've learned that some of the things that the hospital has been saying are incorrect. Uh, She never, for example, she never told him that she was a virgin. She never told him that she didn't have sex, Uh, uh, that that, uh, uh, things of that particular nature. So there's a
5: lot. At what point, because and we bring it back to the fact that she goes to the bathroom to deliver this child. At at what point did the hospital know she was pregnant? At what point did she know she was pregnant? She knew she, they knew she was pregnant at twelve fifty one, fifty one
8: 51 minutes after midnight. They did not tell her. She did not know she was pregnant until she, uh, uh, had the baby at 139-140 uh, in the bathroom that's when she first learned that she was giving birth so the hospital knew for 46 minutes that she was pregnant they didn't tell her they let her go to the bathroom and we know that uh, a woman a woman giving birth uh, particularly a teenager may feel that uh, they simply have to go to the bathroom uh, that's a you use the same or similar muscles uh, in that regard. We also know that uh, they continue to give her not only her, uh, morphine, but five other different drugs, uh, four of which are counterindicated contraindic- for birth, uh, for a fetus. So uh, the hospital knew all of this. They didn't stop. And not only that, they unhooked her from the IV and uh, allowed her to go to the bathroom knowing that she was pregnant at the time
5: uh, i mean a cardinal sin in the emergency room so where is what is the status of of the case right now the, these results are relatively new uh it wasn't known the last time we spoke at least so um are there conversations going back and forth with prosecutors or are we just on the track uh, of this thing moving towards a trial.
8: We're on the track of this moving toward a trial. We're in the investigatory stage, at least I am. I'm, uh, getting my experts, uh, giving them the, all the materials. Obviously, you know, from my conversation with you that I've already talked to certain experts and I have a lot of information about the case, uh, plus, uh, uh the trial is not set until next year. We know that the trial date that was set in the fall is going to be moved. And uh, I'm preparing motions uh, regarding uh, uh, everything from changes of venue to uh, the misuse of privileged materials uh, to uh, a motion to uh, suppress uh, certain statements
5: uh, and uh, things of that particular nature. And final question here tonight. Um- Alexi, your, your client, she's not behind bars, right? She, she's released and being monitored. What, what's her status tonight, and how would you describe her state of mind right now?
8: Well, first of all, she's a high, just graduated high school. She stays alone, uh, with the exception of her parents, uh, and she doesn't go out. She stay uh, and uh, other than visiting a sister or uh, relatives that may come by, she doesn't see any friends. she has uh, no physical contact with her boyfriend, the father of the child. Uh, she talks to me, uh, and she's in some counseling, as ordered by the court. I get now, it. other than that, there's a very stoic life,
5: yeah. Gary Mitchell, representing Alexi Treviso, we appreciate your time tonight.
0: Definitely let me know in the comments on YouTube what you make of all of this, because my head has been spinning. According to the court website, it looks like Alexi's trial is now scheduled for January 2024. The one thing that I am extremely curious about will be what comes up in the digital evidence for this case because I really do believe that digital evidence recovered from Alexi, Rosa, her boyfriend, her boyfriend's mom, etc., will seal Alexi's fate one way or another. So it'll be very interesting to see if anything comes of that. If she did know she was pregnant, certainly we will see that through text messages exchanged between her and her boyfriend, possibly even her and her friends, text messages from her boyfriend immediately following the birth and the events that transpired in the hospital, text messages and phone calls made after Alexi's arrest. I think that the digital evidence is going to be absolutely instrumental in this case. According to her lawyer, Alexi was supposed to be attending New Mexico State University this coming fall, so we don't know if she will be attending, and personally, I don't think so, but we have seen crazier things happen literally. This is a case that seems to have everyone up in arms online. Nobody can make sense of it because some are suggesting that Alexi is a victim of her mother's and that she couldn't confide in her mother that she was pregnant, that that's why this all happened. She was so terrified. She was so scared. She didn't know what to do. While some people are suggesting Rosa did know, which if she did know, I don't understand why they even would have gone into the hospital that night the way they did. I don't know what to make it of any of this so i will be following it very very closely because i feel like there are just so many answers that we still need and so much information like the digital evidence like the text messages like the friends who are going to probably be deposed the boyfriend's testimony all of these things that will start helping piece together this insane jigsaw puzzle So I will keep you updated. We no doubt will have a part three as soon as that information begins to surface. So if you are not following along on the podcast yet, I suggest taking a quick second to make sure that you do so so that you don't miss that update. As a reminder today, guys, don't forget to check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of your great deals with today's sponsors. Get your super cozy luxury sheets that are cooling as well at trymiraclecom AE. Check out zocdoc.com slash Annie Elise to download the app for free and find a top-rated doctor. And if you're trying to get your debt under control, check out pdsdebt.com save to get your quick and easy debt assessment and save on your debt today. Also, if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please take a quick second before exiting out of the app take a second to rate the podcast, maybe take an extra 30 seconds to leave a review. It is a free way to show support for the podcast, and it really does help the algorithm at the end of the day and helps expose this podcast to other viewers and listeners who may not be familiar with it. So I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I will probably be dropping a bonus episode later this week for you on another true crime case, so make sure to check back. Otherwise, I will see you next Monday, bright and early for another true crime case breaking it down with you guys all right thanks for tuning in today and listening I hope you all have a fantastic and safe week and I will be talking with you again very very soon signing off for now have a great week bye